0: I'm going to let you know in advance that this is a subject I'm not super comfortable with. Okay, this is one from which I would, generally speaking, prefer to recuse myself. Morning to you, good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovačević of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and/or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates. Where you found this? Bob Airy and Steve Mears were informed that they would not be part of the Penguins broadcast moving forward on this new or transformed network called Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And the news was mostly greeted to the best of my ability to gauge such things by the fan base as let's talk about what you think of this announcer, or that announcer, or how he does this, or how he does that. And I got to tell you, all by itself, I found that to be off-putting. Because this franchise, and I go way back, like my whole life, predating my reporting days, predating my puberty days, okay? Okay. <laughs> Way back. And one thing that that I learned to admire about the Penguins from the beginning, but especially once the Mario Lemieux years began and their identity just came to be under his watch, first as a player, then as an owner, <laughs> then as a player owner, <laughs> you get the idea. One of those things that I saw in them that made me think they were special. And by that, I mean different from the other franchises or from most of the other franchises was that they took care of family, that took care of the people who helped make them who and what they are. I've seen examples that are both positive and uplifting of great, healthy character, people who lived flawless lives, who were taken care of by the Penguins. And then I've seen Kevin Stevens, who's had a challenging life, to say the least, post-hockey and post-injury, of course, that fateful night in 1993. And then I saw a broadcaster, two broadcasters, get thrown out, one of whom was an integral part, not just of two Stanley Cup championships, the first two Stanley Cup championships, but he also was part of the pivotal transformation of this team from the lowest of the lowest, lowest, lowest doormats to champions. He came to the Penguins in 1983 as a first-round pick out of Peterborough. He'd been Steve Eiserman's winger there, which maybe meant he got drafted a little higher than he should have been, but that's okay. It was clear he was never going to be a super big scorer, but he certainly scored enough, and on those years where he was blessed enough to be the guy taking care of all the dirty work on Mario's line, he scored plenty. And then when the... Championships came along. It was guys like him, like Phil Bork, like Troy Loney, who made sure that, here comes that term again, the dirty work got done. Remember who it was smashing Raymond Bork's face into the end glass? Game after game after game in those series against the Bruins? Yeah, it was little number 12. Did he leave his skates once in a while as I've teased him? Sure he did. Did they call all of them? No, they called it very rarely. But he was doing what needed to be done to win it all. And post-playing career, after a wonderful continuation of his playing career elsewhere with the Sharks and the Red Wings, including another appearance in the finals in 95 with Detroit, he came home, as so many players do after they've won a championship somewhere. And you guys are going to see that for years to come. Those of you who are a little younger... You're going to see your Patrick Hornquist and your Matt Collins and so forth come home. You're already beginning to see it with a Trevor Daly here or there. That's what Bobby did. Bobby came home, and he became a broadcaster here, and he became a pretty good one. Utilized on national broadcasts occasionally as well. Utilized as a national analyst on NHL Network, on Canadian Networks. Worked every bit as hard on that profession as he did on his playing career. And that is the highest possible praise I can give him because nobody outworked number 12 on the rink. And here we are. What is this now? Three days since then? It happened after my last daily shot of Penguins, all of this, which is why I'm only getting to it now. But you know who hasn't gotten around to anything at all publicly? Yeah. The people who own and run the Penguins. The franchise to which this man dedicated a gigantic percentage of his life and did nothing wrong. This isn't one of those firings where, ooh, maybe there was something that, no, no, nothing. And there's yet to be a peep about this from the team. Their stance is, well, they're going to wait until they announce all this and that and everything. No. No. You have to do right by the people who've done right by you. And if you want to find out what that means, in case you don't get it or you're too Boston to get what Airy meant to both the penguins and to pittsburgh man you're gonna do away with a very very good thing you're gonna devalue something that's been built up over a long long period of time go ask mario when we come back j1q This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Family Table, a local company that brings delicious food to busy families. They offer family-style complete meals or a la carte items, like lean proteins perfect for muscle building and weight loss. If you're not local, gift cards are also available for your Pittsburgh-based family and friends. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com. That's FamilyTablePGH.com. And use the code DK40 or DK40 for 40% off and free delivery on your first order. Order by noon today for Thursday delivery. Today's J1Q comes from Gary who says, Hi DK, is there any room on the Penguins roster for Phil Kessel as a bottom six guy? Would he take less to come back? He has expressed a willingness to let his Iron Man streak. And it's a it's a good question, Gary, and, and it's fair. This isn't going to be one of those that I'll laugh off because, you know, we know who he is, who he was, what he meant, uh, past tense this, past tense that. The fact is, is that Phil is still capable of doing some Phil-like things. He was capable of doing them in Arizona. He was capable of doing them. In Las Vegas, what he wasn't capable of doing was keeping his roster spot on a playoff team that here again, for fairness and context, was unbelievably deep. The Golden Knights fifth line was amazing. Just think about having a press box in which you're seating Kessel and Teddy Bluger and other guys of worth, of NHL worth. That's a pretty unusual circumstance that said i'm gonna i'm gonna say no to this and then not at all because of money or cap space because at this point i think phil's gonna have to really really find some humility and show up somewhere where he knows he's gonna get scratched which is why by the way he made it known to everybody that he's not worried about the iron man streak the way he was here oh my goodness He can cling to that thing like you can't imagine. But I think it'll be more about fit. Uh, Not character-wise. Phil is Phil. And Phil, for what it's worth, could go on to anybody's power play, like right now, maybe especially this one, and make a difference. But you don't pay power play specialists, and you don't add a power play specialist to a team that just added Eric Carlson and is probably going to have to boot. I don't know, Jake Gensel, Ricard, Raquel, Brian Rust. You see where I'm going here. If you want to convince yourself that Phil can be a fourth line guy, that he can take care of business. You have to answer in turn, I think a couple of questions. One, you ever seen Phil defend because you, Can't say on one hand, we just spent our entire summer here in Pittsburgh, we as management, loading up on these defensive guys. This was a Mike Sullivan slash Kyle Dubas thing. Loading up on these defensive guys. Because if we're not going to get scoring out of the third and fourth lines, we might as well have a cumulative effect of having a couple of shutdown units. And then they went out and did that at considerable investment. And then you're going to throw Phil in there? The second question you got to ask yourself is whether or not Phil can kill penalties. The answer to that, of course, is no, he can't. never done it. And from there, if you're playing Phil, and Phil is taking up a spot on your third or fourth line, which penalty killer are you going to throw out of the mix? or which forward from the top six are you gonna take and put on your PK? You see where I'm going here? This isn't about, I'm not gonna get into whether or not Phil is washed or whatever. He's still a good NHL player and he could be affordable here and he would get one of the loudest, if not the loudest roar upon being introduced. I'm not sure what that says about us as a city, but he would for opening night it's just that it doesn't it doesn't really work I appreciate the question I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins we're going to do another one of these tomorrow